Hello. Thank you all for tuning in once again to another episode of All Nap to Matter. All Nap to Matter is a podcast designed to embrace a purposeful life. We believe everyone has a purpose and everyone should be embracing and living in their purpose. As always, I hope that you guys are enjoying and gaining helpful insights from these discussions and that you'll be able to apply something new in your life. Remember to rate and subscribe to the channel. If you believe you have an inspiring story and want to be featured on the show, just reach out to us at allnatsmatter at gmail.com or on any of our social media handles. We are a crowdfunding project and can only be here by you, the viewers and listeners. And for that, we say you. Remember to be blessed and to never stop working. One love. What's up, y'all? BJ back at it for episode. Uh, this is episode eighteen. I'm doing a better job keeping my episodes <laughs> in track. I have my brother Jay Weed. This is another wonderful individual. I got a chance to sit and listen to when I did the live show with Soul Feeling. So shout out to those ladies because they set all of this up and Absolutely. put this in motion. They're the catapult. So I appreciate them. But I got a chance to holler at Jay Weave, and I told her, I said, "Man, you got to come on the show." So people could see the things that I saw yeah. and and just take more nuggets because that's what we're all about. Yeah, too. no, for starters, like thank you for having me. Oh you know, man! Um, anytime I can get with a fellow podcaster and we can just sit back and just mm-hmm. have the discussion, it's always refreshing because you know we all we we're all in this for a reason. Yeah, it's our conversations um, need to be heard. You know, mm-hmm. they can impact someone, and uh, this is very important. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, tell us who you are, where you're from, you know, your bio, just, just Okay. All right, so, my name is Jadon Weaver. I am a 31-year-old Milwaukee native. Um, currently Milwaukee? Living, yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, Whoa. quick story, so I, I, I lived in Milwaukee my entire life. Okay. And I just hate the weather. I hate the weather, and I wanted to be... Um, in a southern environment, like every yeah. time I would visit the South, I would just have so much fun. Cause it's 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 hospitable. A- Even agreed. though we had racism tough down here, yes, yes, everybody is like, you know, hey, how you doing? Good yep. to see yep. all that. So oh, yeah. you know, so moving out here, I didn't like. I literally, I went, to, I went to Texas Southern University. Oh, um, I did no research on anything. So yep. like, I just told my mom, look, I want to go to school, but it's not going to be anywhere up north. And she said, okay, Janine, I will. I'm going to support this because you seem to be passionate. Yeah. My father wanted me to stay up sure. north, and he's just like, look, you know, do a semester here, and then you could transfer out. And I sometimes yeah. it sounds good in theory, but once you get going... It's different for everybody. Absolutely. So I didn't want to become stuck, so I literally just left. That's bold. It's very bold. So, you know, I, I come out to Houston, and 
why Houston though? See, that's always the baffling thing to me mm-hmm. because I'm from Houston. That, and that's what so everyone says. Like, like, you know, why Houston this city is, so? I, I want it to be in the top five. We hear people be like, "Oh, I came to Houston because I heard about it." I'm like, "Ain't nothing here." Well, see, at the time, so I'm 18 years old. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, right? Uh, I'm a hip hop head. Yeah. So, so about the 30s, early 2000s. Like, yeah. So Flip is made his yeah. way to Milwaukee. So we're uh, you know rapping. I can do that and like. So I, I see, see more of Houston. That's even backwards. Absolutely, but I wanted to go to a top to a top city. Yeah, uh, New York and Los Angeles were uh, too expensive. <laughs> yeah, okay. Chicago is in our backyard. I've spent a lot of time in Chicago. Yeah, and the economy um, appeared to be growing yeah. at the time. Yeah. So like now, granted, no, this is not like the number one thing on my list. I was yeah. thinking women and partying and all these other things, but it's like you know what? Let's give it a shot. If I'm gonna go anywhere in the south. Let it be a big city because I'm a city kid. I can't yeah. go anywhere to the country because I, I wouldn't know what to do out there. Yeah. So I get to Houston and mm-hmm. it's become home. You know, yeah. I'm now a father of a three-year-old son. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, you know, recently engaged. Yeah, I heard that. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, this is where my life is. But to answer your question, I've always been, um, like, this very opinionated uh Discussion guy. So, like, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my time on Facebook and Twitter, honestly, just telling people how I feel. Rambling? I wouldn't. I won't necessarily say people would deem it as rambling. Rambling, but you didn't. You're okay with it. Wasn't trolling because trolling is just like you're nitpicking. But you're okay with. There was always a purpose. Yeah. Whether it's music, whether it's television, pop culture, politics, this is just how I feel. Yeah. And the difference between me is that look. I completely respect your perspective, yeah. and I don't care if you if you don't like mine. Like this yeah. is just how I feel. I'm not gonna say anything um, Any. to be in the good graces of anybody else. Like I would be, you know, I wouldn't be myself if I'm okay. Well, if I say this, nobody's gonna mm-hmm. re- they're gonna look at me differently. You know, no. Like you're gonna look at me the way you're gonna look at me regardless. So there was a point where um, a friend of mine, I forgot what album came out or what movie it was, but. Uh, my homegirl texted me and was just like, yo, did you see this movie? I have been going to your pages to see if you had said anything about it yet. Oh. So at that point, it's like, okay, people are looking for my perspective. Because they didn't got used to it. Yes. Wow. And that's what sparked the idea to start a podcast. The podcast. See, I've been listening to podcasts for uh, like maybe two or three years prior to even starting. Yeah. You know, um, Combat Jack, rest in peace, uh, was one of my influences. You know, he had uh, the Combat Jack show, which was a hip hop podcast where he would just interview different rappers mm-hmm. and executives and, and people just about and, and just talk hip-hop. about anything, anything hip hop. Bomani Jones is another one of my influences. Joe Button is one of my influences. Yeah. So all of these people are having these podcasts and I'm saying to myself, I can do this. I can be there with them. Yeah. But see, my thing was I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. So when I look at, you know, podcasters like yourself, you get all my praise because I understand the solo struggle. Man, the background stuff. Yeah, like it's, it's so much that listeners, you know, a lot of people look at podcasts and they feel like, hey, I could just sit here and talk about something. But there's a lot of planning. Oh, it takes so much work. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a second job almost. Then life. Yes. Because then it's like, I got to do this much, then stop because I got life. Yes. And like I told you, I got two kids actually, mm-hmm. and they're 14 months apart. Mm. Oh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I made a year in my marriage. We just moved in the house after having a newborn. So life is happening. And then I still got a dedicated sole proprietorship. I 
cut hair for a living. Really? And yeah. Yes, sir. Down the street. Okay. That's it. So I cut hair, and man, it's like balancing all of that is is tough. So to sit down and play with the podcast stuff, my wife tells me all the time. She's like, "You're the time you put into that." Let that spill over into your schoolwork, cause I'm, I'd be like, man, forget school. And you know, it's you know, shout out to my fiance yeah. because she takes, she sacrifices a lot yeah. for me to push out this. My passion. wife sacrificed a lot too, just now. Exactly, I just was now. At the house. I said, babe. Got a podcast to do at one thirty. Oh, yeah, I need man. you to, you know, like is your schedule clear? If I, it's not clear, she typically makes it clear. You know? I, I laugh at myself before I say it because I'd be like, baby, I got a podcast. <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, because I'm gonna be gone a few hours, yeah. and when I get back, you know, everything's cool. And she doesn't hate it. She says it's good, and she's in, she enjoys it. But I already know I gotta rehearse her and let her know I gotta I gotta do this. It, it takes time, man. And I think one thing I've tried to do is. Establish a routine. Oh yeah. That way she That's can, it. you know, know what's coming. But, you know, with egos and opinions. So we we've, we've been podcasting for. Um, and this is just you, or well, see, it it's, a it's a story. It's a story behind okay. that. So I'm going into the third year of egos and opinions. Oh. Okay. And we started in 2016 with my homegirl Ivy, mm-hmm. and we were uh, together or as a team up until maybe October. So she has a photography company oh. that, um, you know, takes up a lot of her time. And it just wasn't, like, something had to That's give. That's another, you know, you know so it's in that realm. Look, this is your dream. This is your passion. You're very good at it. I respect it. The door is open whenever you want to yeah. come back Come home. back and You know, yeah. so currently right now, you know, I am in a transition. You know, I, I work with a lot of different podcasters. I'm yeah. grooming a potential new host and... Um, you know, like we've done, e- egos and opinions is uh, it, it's been a, a crazy journey these past yeah. few years. You know, our first year we take off and uh, we're getting. You know, when I first dropped the podcast, I'm thinking, you know, maybe fifty, sixty people might listen. Yeah. You know, my family and friends, and um, we take our first episode, five hundred listens. Really. And I'm blown away. Yeah. You know, so now with that comes the pressure uh, to deliver. Deliver. You know, moving yeah. forward because now you're building this audience and. Yeah. From that point, I started a Facebook group, oh. Egos and Opinions podcast group, and that goes from 500 to 1,000 yeah. to 1,500. Yeah, that social media is another even thing. It blew it's up. like departments. After that, we get a phone call. Hey, back in Milwaukee, my homegirl called me and said, look, I'm trying to throw a festival oh. um, at Milwaukee. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what do you need from me? Well, one, I want you to be my partner in this. Oh. Um, two, I want to have Charlemagne headline this. Oh, wow. I said, okay, um... Sounds good. Let's see what we can do. But yeah. emailed the manager, set it up. We got Charlemagne headlining our first Milwaukee podcast festival. Yeah. This yeah. is this is all within the first year of podcasting. Wow. So there's so much taking place. And, you know, there is a sacrifice. I had to sit down and talk to my fiance and say, look, okay, how can I better help this household? Because I know where a lot of my time and attention is going. But I got to keep the but, ship But running. I got to keep the ship running. You know, um, we've had sponsored trips. We've yeah. uh, I've, we've had a podcast done in Cosmo, Mexico. Um, we've crazy. taken trips to Las Vegas, to New Orleans. And, like, this is with this new podcast community yeah. now. So it's a whole resurgence. Exactly. So now I'm in this. I'm, I'm quickly forced into this leadership role. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no rules to this. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm learning as I go. I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. A lot of mistakes. Yeah. But I've learned from each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. And it takes me as a man to say, you know what? I was wrong. 
Like, that was just a bad call. And a lot of people in that leadership role, it's hard to admit that because now you're being a bit vulnerable. You're looking more yeah, human than what other people, you know, yeah, see you to be. Exactly, to be. exactly. So um, to be going into the third year of the podcast, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more live shows this year. Yeah. I'm looking forward to collaborating with a lot more podcasters. Like, this is why this was important because this, listeners, this is the, only the first of yeah. probably many episodes that you yeah, hear yeah. from us, yeah. you know. And, um... And you told me that when I asked you. Yeah. You told yeah. me that. Like, this is, this the is the vision. Oh. Like, I've, I've gone through each year. Year one, just get the name out there. Mm-hmm. Year two, I want to get more of Houston. I want to yeah. get more involved in Houston because, again, I feel like as podcasters, there's this, there, there's a lane that no one's driving in yet. Yeah. Like, the podcast lane. It's like the HOV lane. You know, everybody sees it. But there's only a few cars running in it. And yeah. I feel like us as podcasters, if we if we get together, we could dominate yeah. this field. And that's uh that that's the whole extent of and I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, no, no. This that's is the, the whole reason why the idea was birthed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just to relate, it is there's no rules to this. Nope. To me, my thing was I told myself, I said, this was my year to skydive. And I meant that literally in everything I did. I went so, skydiving last year. Like, yeah, that means just jump out of yep. the plane and figure it out as you go down. Not mm-hmm. to be so eccentric and will-bending yep. because we can deceive ourselves and be, try to manipulate our will when we don't even know that our will is already you know, laid before us. Mm-hmm. But it's to get away from the, oh, I'll do it. That's a good idea. I think I should do it. No, it's like, man, I'm the ideas came, the moment is here, let's go. Absolutely. And if it's not meant to work, then after I'm done, okay, I should not do that anymore. Nope. But I would rather, and I was telling Trey this on one episode, and I repeated it again, but it's so true. I would rather get to the position in my life where I said, you know what, I actually, through, through wisdom, not just like being ignorant and doing stuff I'm not supposed to be doing, but... I would rather say, you know, I've got gotten to this point in my life where I tried things. And in trying, I realized what worked and what didn't work. Mm-hmm. Instead of, because one of, not even this close, one of my coworkers said I really, you know, care for her. He, uh, he's 60. He spent 30 years as a janitor. Mm-hmm. Became the head custodian for 20 years out of those 30. And the last few years, he was like, you know what? I'm tired. I can't do this no more. I, I, I'm retiring. I, I pay my dues. And that is so, that's a familiar statement for a lot of our grandparents, aunts, yep, uncles. Absolutely. I paid my dues. I don't want to ever have that mindset where I'm like, I paid my dues and I'm exhausted. Now I'm going to go recreate myself and figure out what's pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying I'm chasing pleasure, but the point I'm making is... If I position myself to find what I was meant to do, I'll never be to the point where I'm I'm burnt out. But it's to the point where it's like, you know what, I've laid before everyone what I what was meant and now it's gonna make room for me. See my my dad so, used to tell me, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you um, good. He you know, he said, Look, man, as you get older and you mm-hmm. find, you know, your purpose in life, um, find something that you love to do that you would do for free forever. I was just about to say that. Yep. When you find... I got ice in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, um... 
And that's how purpose came, you know, birth. That's how it was birth. When you find what you're meant to do, mm-hmm. you'll do it without getting paid. I'm not getting paid for this. Nope. I'm not getting paid to bring... I'm not paying people to bring on and talk about their purpose and how not they execute it. And to talk about all the things that entails when you're living or chasing your purpose. But when you understand why you're doing what you're doing and what the purpose, what the reasoning of doing that is, you could do it and the paycheck doesn't motivate you. Not the paycheck all. doesn't secure you. Not at all. Like, you know, it's funny because I take podcasting yeah. more serious than I do my actual job. Yeah, see? I'm in IT. I make great money. I'm in corporate America, but I hate it. Yeah. I see? hate it. I'm only there because I have a family I have yeah. to provide for. And like I told my, my fiance the other day, it's like, look, I need to figure out a way to transition yeah. out of corporate America and into and my where, own. Yeah, where you need to exactly, be. Exactly. Exactly. I want to be within and the that's field. The that's the battle. That's the battle of all the people, the generations before us. Not all of them, but a good amount. A good handful, yeah, absolutely. A good handful, and especially in our community. I, I, I don't steer away from the community view, the, you know, the black versus whites. But to a certain extent, I do, because... We know a lot of people that are way older than us. Mm-hmm. They just did enough to get by. My god sister told me last Sunday, she said, you don't want to live life and just be getting by. You want to be able to move and live the way you're supposed to live. Because that's when things start becoming settled. Yes. And it doesn't yes. matter what comes along the way. It never shakes you because you know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So, we can get ready and dive into it. You said you did have a fiancé. Yes. Um, how long have y'all been together? Uh, we've been together, oh God, uh, I would say officially yeah. um, for four years now. You proposed four years ago? No, I proposed in May this year. Oh. Yeah, so. How'd that happen? So, our, <laughs> you know, it's funny because this was, she was the first woman that I ever was just like crazy over. And this yeah. dates back into college. Oh, like, so y'all met in college. Seeing her walk through the door, I said, Yeah, I, I was, was that? Yeah. You know, and I had to figure it out. But at the time, you know, she just wasn't interested. I shot my shot. I got denied. My wife wasn't interested yeah. in me. And I turned it to the friend. Yeah, 12 years of being in the friend yeah, zone. I, I was in the friend zone. Yep. Heavy, you know. Yep. And, you know. That sounds about right. In 2000, it was after I graduated uh, grad, grad school. And we reconnected because we had a space where, you know, we just weren't talking as much. Yeah. And, you know, I said, you know, I want to, let me take you out. Oh, and she yeah. said, okay, well, what is this? And I said, this is what I wanted it to be yeah. back then. Give me that chance. And she said, okay, cool. Oh. And, you know, I was ready. You know, I told my homeboy, I said, look, this time I'm going to get this one. Yeah. I'm going to get it done, you know. And very calculated into, like, I tell ladies all the time, like, when a man actually wants you, you will know because he's going to do everything in his power yeah. to, to have you, to captivate you. Well, the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it's intuitive. Yeah. When a man finds the woman that's meant for him, yep. he finds what's needed for him. Absolutely. But the thing is, it, it depends on your stewardship. Yep. So, you so, know, yeah, so we... That's absolutely right. We, we made it official in 2014, and uh, we took a trip to Jamaica in, uh, in May. And that's when I proposed. That's you know, you proposed. it was probably the most. You know, it's pre- nerve wracking. Very only, and I think the main part was just making sure I kept up with the ring. You yeah. know, I didn't want her to see the ring too soon. 
I was nervous about keeping the ring in the going room and TSA and it, all, going through yeah. TSA. I didn't want to be flagged for anything yeah. and had to pull all this stuff out. So that was probably like me, what I was going to say, how I was going to do it. Yeah. All of that was nothing. On camera. Yeah. You know, I got, well, I didn't get to capture it. Uh, I didn't get capture a video, but I did, I get, I, I got some moments and uh-huh. even the proposal, you know, for the longest, I said, you know what I want to do? I want to have like this sunset proposal. Uh-huh. I want to have... The, the sun hitting the water in the background, yeah. and just my luck, that entire weekend, no sun. Uh, so, you know, we go out to this place, uh, Rick's Cafe, and I just see this beautiful scenery uh, that kind of reminded me of the Lion King when they held Simba up the first uh, time. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, how can I get over there? And I was talking to the owner, I'm like, look, this is all roped off over here, but what do I have to do to get over here? He said, well, we only really let it, we only open it for people that want to propose. I said, oh, Perfect. Perfect. You know, so wow. I had my photographer there. I said, look, I want you to sneak back, sit behind that tree, and just stay there. We're going to get there. I walked my lady over there, and I said, look, I just want to come take some pictures. This yeah. is just a beautiful scene. And, you know, I'm taking pictures of her, and I'm like, well, you know, let me get my yeah. – I want to get it for the gram, too, you know. And I said, here, take some pictures of me as well. And that's when I dropped down the phone. Oh, and nice. she, you know, she dropped my phone, cracked my screen, and, oh. you know, start crying yeah. immediately. And it was just – it was a beautiful moment. It really was. Yeah. And – uh, now I'm dealing with having to plan the wedding, which is yeah. just like <laughs> no. Hey, tell me about it. I um, we uh, I I had the big proposal in my eye. I was gonna do special effects in the movie and yeah. all that stuff. Cause I'd seen this one video on YouTube. You gotta watch it. It's amazing. The proposal by this white guy. He actually was. Have you seen Jane the Virgin? No. Oh, man, you got to watch. That's another good show. Okay. Some show my wife was watching and I watched. Mm-hmm. But one of the guys on there, he uh, actually got pulled on the show because he did this big grand proposal. Just type in the proposal, and okay. I think it's by something in Emily. I'm going to find it yeah. and send it to you. Okay. But I watched that for like two years straight. And the first time I seen it, I was like, oh, I'm going to do that with the girl I was with. But that was that's not what <laughs> yeah. God had planned for me. Yeah. And then... With my wife, I, I, I'm with now. Well, my wife now. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> sound like I had multiple wives now. My wife now. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, put the down pavement on the ring, all this stuff. Well, we find out that we were expecting. So mm. I was like, well, you know. It wasn't even that I was in church and I was like, this is the right thing to do. I was like, you know, at least I want to tell my children that me and your mother were married before they were born. Okay. Regardless if she changed her name or anything. And, I mean, like I said, I was friends on 12 years. I knew this was the woman I was supposed to be with. So it didn't matter. We did counseling a month and a half. Had a shotgun wedding here. Like, I, we text people the week of the wedding. Hey, getting married Friday this time. Do that. <laughs> Literally. And the whole room's filled. Close with family and close friends and people that are supposed to be there. And, uh... Y'all got married and went to Papacitos on I-10, 610. Yeah, I-10. Okay. And celebrate. Now, we're working on the honeymoon, but at this juncture, you know, we're a year in, two kids, beautiful houses. To have a reception, I mean, maybe to renew vows, but... I mean, you that know, that was not it, option. It, it's more true. But we loved. I would have loved to have it because I could envision some stuff that yeah. I would want. But it's you know you got to prioritize it, man. Yep. Like at the end of the day, none of these things come for free. No, no, absolutely you know, And when you not. have a family, when you have a plan, oh yeah, you know sometimes it's like, hey, the demand is more important. Exactly. Than the, you know, the and thing. that's what we're going through right now. Exactly. It's like, okay, well, how much do we really? Yes, I know it's beautiful. We want this, but how much do we really need it? You know, and. Yeah. 
in the long run, you know, will we look back and say, you know what, we probably could have saved that. You know, so it's um, you know, for for half us, it's like it's half and half yeah. for sure. Uh, she has me watching every wedding show um, in the world, which because that's women. <laughs> you gonna watch that redecorating shows, yep. some medical show, yep. Yep. some crime show. Yep. The list goes yeah, on. This is <laughs> I can tell you, and I just I don't want to watch that and go play the game or go yep. do a hobby or something. Oh, man. That's normal, you man. Like, that's uh, normal. This, okay, hey, listeners. Hey, it's normal, y'all. Yeah, okay, so uh, today's episode is themed. Like I said, the podcast is always centered around purpose. I mm. believe everybody was g- given a God-specific purpose. Okay. The, the issue and the hindrance is, is that sometimes... Falsified purposes take precedent over destined purposes, and really, since we live in a social, uh, a heavily social media driven age, mm-hmm. people have falsified what they believe their purpose was, and have gotten by on it. And the generation after us, even my kids' generation, that's coming. Mm-hmm. They see what's been made public, what's famous, and think that's what life is when it's really not. So I always want to uniquely grab somebody that's living in their purpose, mm-hmm. whether they know it or not, whether they're walking into it or standing in it or walking with it. And, you know, bring them on and talk about a centralized theme that applies to purpose and how they that theme affects them, what their purpose is, and how they're applying it. So, um, yeah, being sure. That's the first thing that came to mind. And like I said, I always sit and pray and, you know, Think intuitively, okay, so what do I want to talk about? What is what is present when I meet an individual? Mm-hmm. And after just time of praying, the Lord was like, well, let's talk about being sure. Okay. And I feel like that echoes who you are as a person and, you know, and the way you're moving. For the certain, longest, certain areas. I was never sure, right? So I had to, I had to kind of walk into this. And me... My belief system is completely different, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a spiritual guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to a religion. Yeah. Um, but I do believe in a God, right? Yeah. And, you know, I had to say to myself, one, okay, what do you feel like you're good at, right? Um, what do people appreciate you for? Yeah. And I think, you know, my purpose and me being sure was always being confident and understanding that there are no rules to this, right? So life, like we're here on this earth to figure everything out, you know? Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be the guy that felt like he had all the answers because I don't, I don't. I don't want to be the guy that has all the answers. Nobody like, never has the answers. Nobody does. But there's always a perception that this is what things should be. And I'm the guy to break that barrier and say, hey, look, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, I believe in second chances. You know, I do understand, like, I, I believe in good and I believe in evil. So it's like, you know, there are people on this earth, in this world, that are here to test you. Yeah. You know, we do have daily tests. And yeah. I'm a testament of somebody that's um, been through it all. My first year in Houston, I driving in the car on 59, uh, randomly some guys ride up the side of us and shoot up the entire car. Wow. Shoot up the entire car. Wow. And this entire time, I'm telling myself as they're shooting the car... Um, I'm hearing my friend who's driving, yo, I got shot. I got shot again. And now I'm slowly grabbing my seatbelt because I feel like we're going to crash. But then I take the seatbelt off because I'm saying, okay, well, I see bullets coming through the door and bullets going through the window. Maybe I should 
you know, duck down and get low by the yeah. feet, you know. But I was afraid to move. So it's like I'm doing double dutch yeah. in the car. And the very last bullet hits me in my leg. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So it's like that taught me, you know, and it's, you know, I never forget. The first thing I do when I get shot, I call my mom. I say, hey, Ma, I got shot. I'm going to call you back. And just like that, everybody is, they, they look at me the same way because like, now she's, it's one in the morning. She's yeah. going crazy. In Milwaukee, No, right? this is in Houston. Oh, she's my, here? No, well, my mom, my mom is actually, my entire family was at a family reunion. So oh. the relative that I did have in Houston, everybody's in New Mexico for the family reunion. Wow. So as I'm on the phone with 911, my mom is calling me, calling me, calling me, but yeah. I'm talking to 911, so I don't want to click over yeah. and lose them because I have a friend that yeah. I think is dying, and you it's know, it's a lot going on. It's a lot, and I can only imagine. You know, my mom is just like, you know, if I didn't, see, my mom is very uh, old school uh, Baptist, yeah. and you know, I think her faith is what kept her calm. Yeah, you know, she said, okay, well, like when you weren't answering, I just started praying, yeah. and that stopped me from having a heart attack or a panic attack or just going crazy because I felt that, you know, God wouldn't let anything happen to you because yeah. I've been so good to him. So, you know, faith, you know, like I always tell somebody, you know, whether you believe in religion or you don't believe in religion, have a belief yeah. and be strong within that belief. Yeah. You know, my fiance is a Christian, yeah. you know, and I tell her, look, I respect it because I learned. I have friends that are Muslim mm -hmm. um, that are uh, Christians that are that that practice uh, Judas, you know, so yeah, everything, Judaism. and you know, I, I learned so much about these different principles yeah. and morals, and that's that's what I build my life off of. Yeah. I take what I like about. Okay, you know what? This is this is this is a very um, insightful, thing. And, and not even just insightful, but like I, I respect the principles yeah. that are being displayed here. Yeah, and you know. I'm going to take two of these here, and I'm going to take a few of these from here, and I'm going to incorporate it into my own life. And now, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you watch uh, Marvel movies, but I feel like Thanos now. Like, yeah. I, I have all these Infinity Stones yeah. from these different times, and I'm only getting stronger. Yeah. You know, um, so, like, my, my purpose, my purpose, mm -hmm. and me being sure is understanding. I'm never closed off. I, I, I give everybody the same benefit of the, of the doubt, because... Yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, no matter what you believe in, we don't yeah. know for sure until we get to that other side. Yeah. So whether heaven, heaven or hell, um, whether you believe in, you know, um, afterlife, reincarnation, afterlife, reincarnation, what have you, options. I haven't met the guy that's going there and come back to say, hey, you know, you go down the hall, make a left, yeah. and heaven is upstairs. Or, yeah. you know. It really is real or it's not real. We, we don't know. Focus, focus. And, you know, I, I think that's the beauty of life because... Yeah. It gives you so much purpose. Yeah. You know, my whole thing is let's figure it all out or do the best in trying to do so. Yeah, but see, the thing is, purpose, mm -hmm. it shines light yes. on that intuitive, those intuitive feelings that we can't verbally describe. Yes. Because like we just said, you if you're not purpose if you're not living in what you were meant to do, mm -hmm. you're gonna struggle with getting up every day. Yeah. You're, and not struggle with, oh, I'm exhausted, but, like, I'm drained. Yeah. It's the difference between being, like, just fabricated or just tired no, and being drained. Yeah. I worked jobs out of season because mm -hmm. the purpose was never changed. The season did, and I didn't, I didn't, I refused to change with the season. So here I am out of season on some jobs, 
drained. Yep. And I'm 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 trying to find motivation. I'm trying to find inspiration, but it's not there because I wasn't supposed to be there right there. And it's not right a physical there. drain. Yeah, it's mental. It's a mental drain. And, and this and when it's down. mental, yep. it's then you're debating. Oh, I gotta get up at work. And, oh, do I want to call in? Or yeah, am I? You know, all am that, I feeling sick? Or all whatever that, the case may be. All that stuff ties in. Yep. But when you find what you're supposed to be doing, it's like okay, it's one o'clock. Yep. I, I got to get up at four. Yep. I'm gonna get up. You know, I'm, I'm I ready. got my schedule. I'm moving differently than I used to move, and that's and that's why I'm like, you know, a purpose is vital, mm-hmm. especially now for all the models, all all the all the famous people we see. They get to this pinnacle where it's what's deemed just the ultimate point in life, mm-hmm. and have a nervous breakdown. Yep. But over time, we never saw the background with. That nervous breakdown was piling on more as success came. There's nothing wrong with success. There's nothing wrong with fame. Nothing wrong with notoriety. But if it's done in the wrong moment, Mm -hmm. when the test reveals itself, people won't recover from it. See, you know, I look at, uh, I'll take Robin Williams for an example. Yes. How is it that you make people happy, but you yourself aren't happy? Exactly. Or Kate Spade. Yes. See, and people... From the outside, you know, I look at depression. You know, I've been no depression before. is real. It, it, it's it very real. Everybody. And there's no different waves. People say, "Well, he's rich. He has money. Why does he have problems?" And to be honest, that's when your problems, you know, kind of come because if you if you're not doing your purpose, if you don't feel like you're here for what you want to be here for, yeah, when that comes, you won't be able to psychologically combat it. Yeah. You can get additives that help suppress it, but it doesn't combat it. And see, this is why understanding is so vital, man. Yep. Like, my purpose, I, I want to seek understand. I just want to understand it. I may not agree. I may not, you know, want to implement it, but I want to at least come away saying, you know what? I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And that, I think that's what we lack the most, um, you know, within, within, within our society. Like, we just don't fully understand. You know, we're, we look at things... Um, how they were back in the day, yeah. and that's what we try to implement our lives. We're raised to go to See school, and um, get a job, retire, and then die. Yeah. Like that's how we're raised to do. We're yeah. raised to hit thirty and question uh, and, and seek relationships. You yeah. know, we're no longer being friends and doing this because society is now showing us that hey, Shaking. at this certain age, you should be at this certain milestone. Milestone. And there's just a lack. I had a conversation with my mom the other night, and it's, you know we're we're talking about because she she serves as like my financial advisor as mm-hmm. well. My mom is amazing with money, and I believe mm-hmm. in keeping things in house. Family yeah. uh, is more important than anything else because at yeah. the end of the day, your bloodline will. Su- well, I won't say that will support you, but yeah. um, it's just how so the I, ones I'm, that that understand you because yes. we understand that family sometimes changes from just bloodlines to actual physical ties. Yeah. So in the sense, and I look at family as somebody that understands me. Absolutely. Because even though we're not blood, mm-hmm. you understand me, I understand you. Now we, we treat each other different. And see, so I'm talking to my mom and, so, yeah, I feel you know, she was, eh, she was giving me the, the mother to son um, lecture. And, yeah. you know, I said, mom, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But you don't understand today's world. Because you live in yours, and yep. you know life as how you lived it. Yeah, we're in a completely different time. The pace is the the um 
the incidents and scenarios are the same, but the pace is different. Absolutely. It's the exposure we have now is going to be different from our kids when they get our age. Mm-hmm. And that's just the hard truth. Yeah, the it'll be the same, you know, reoccurring of fashion, reoccurring of music trends and, and, and poems and literature and all this stuff. It's going to be a resurgence of certain things and it's time. But the pace is different. It's it's a different move now. But you have to understand yeah. that. Yeah. And this Maybe is where don't. parenting comes in. Like, I can't wait yeah. for my child to get into his teens and, yeah. you know, get to a, a point where he has to teach me. Yeah. See, this is another thing as parents that we just kind of miss. We feel like you know, we don't we don't want to learn from our kids. Yeah. Because they're they're in a different they're in a different world. They're yeah. having a different experience and different. you know, you have this big disconnect because there's no understanding. We're not taking the time to say, hey, how does this work in your, yeah. in your field? You know, um, oh, how does it relate? Exactly. Y'all use all these phones and electronics and there's no more books. Well, why is that? Yeah. What, what access do you have on yeah. these electronic devices that maybe I need to understand because yeah. I'm old fashioned? Hey, pick up a book, sit in the corner yeah, and relax. And read it till you maybe, figure it out. And maybe that doesn't do it for you. Anymore. It does not. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I was telling my wife just on the understanding as a parent is mm-hmm. that as I see my daughters interact, as my as I see my she's fourteen months and she's a tornado. She's everywhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I tell my wife all the time, intuitively I'm learning just through you know, guidance that I have to in order to teach my daughter effectively I can't just be the hell of brimstone parent now because of my convictions have changed. I still got to be relatable and be like, okay, sweetie, you, you're interested in partying. You, you're concerned about drinking. You want to go to school. You think if getting away from mom and daddy, you'll, you, we won't reprimand you because these things done in too much, you know, too much can have consequences. Absolutely. So it's it's having that view of knowing the consequences, but at the same time understanding and relating. I partied and did a bunch of things that I'm not gonna say on a microphone, but mm-hmm. I have, and my wife knows just about a handful of things that I've done. But I'm telling my wife, I'm I'm learning now as a parent if I can be able to to properly stand and balance that. It'll be better for my children, and it won't be oh man, because I always said oh man, mama was tripping. But the issue was mama wasn't tripping. Mama knew that I was just, you know, trying to be sneaky. Mama knows her child. Yeah, and when I finally said, okay, you know, I don't have to be sneaky. And I can be real with my mama. That's when I was surprised with some of the stuff she shared with yes, me. Yes, yes. And see, again, it all comes back down to understanding. Yeah. I, I, I encourage all children uh, to take some time out and just have that open conversation. Yeah. Especially with if you're your in parents. high school. If you're a teenager, young adult. Or if your parents are still alive, like my mother's going on to glory now. Okay. My dad is alive. And even then, this is the conversation. I still fully respect my dad as my father, whether he was present for the years I thought he should have been present. He's present now. And what I tell him is say, first of all, dad, that that's never been a cognitive thought where, oh, you weren't here. Mm-hmm. I'm more gassed now that my kids get to see what I see in you and they get to catch it, you know, as babies. Yeah. It's that's be- that's that's thing. the the good thing about me, and he's like, well, I never thought about it like that. And I was like, yeah, for sure. That excites me when you come through and pull up to the house with a power, you know, motorcycle. You sit on the couch and read to her. That that makes my day. Yeah. It's like you're still here for a purpose. Yeah. 
So, you know, don't get caught on the past stuff because it is what it is. And that was the season four. It was a learning lesson. It was not some a mistake. But, uh, I'm you know, just getting to the point where I can understand and just be in being genuine. Mm-hmm. That's when lessons are, are, are being taught. Not to say, you know, I'm going to look the other way when my kids party and drink. No, of course not. You're not going to be able to do that in the house. That's that's no, no, not no. guaranteed because daddy don't do that. Yeah, you know no. what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, these are the consequences that come with that. So you need to be real discerning and and, and sure about the decisions you make because it's going to have some consequences. And you're going to have to figure, you're going to have to learn some things that I can't walk you through yep. as much as I love you. But you're going to have to walk through it because daddy had to walk through it. But I'm going to tell you, it's some consequences. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, you drinking? You got like condemnation, especially, and it's crazy that you said it. Condemnation in religion mm-hmm. is what drives people away. Because the message is, the message, the message that's given is factual. Mm-hmm. But the mundane practices of the the devout believers is what drives people away. If you believe what you believe, and this is biblical, if you believe what you believe, your life should be the evidence. Absolutely. Not your message. You shouldn't even have to talk. Because if you speak for yourself. And so, yeah, yeah, but uh, let's um, let's keep going. Uh, So Ego and Opinion started from just a... A you know, passionate love from listening to podcasts that's and it. You know, your your Twitter conversation. That's it. You know, I called I called Ivy. I said, "Look, I want to start a podcast, uh-huh. and I want you to be my partner." She yeah. said, uh, "I have no no idea what a podcast is." Yep. <laughs> I said, "Okay, well, here's a handful of episodes. Yep. Get familiar, but ultimately, we're gonna just sit down and talk and talk." And yeah, that's how it started. Like egos and opinions represents everyday social media. Like, you have a lot of opinions opinions. formed by these egos. And ultimately, for me, it just gives perspective. That's it. I've learned so much about um, religion, politics, um, sexual abuse. Yeah. And I want to speak on that one briefly because I was talking to some of the fellas and we're, you know, we're shooting back and forth. And they're, you know, they talk about uh, losing their virginity at a very young age to older women. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's take a step back and just look at that for and a really second. think about it. You know, but see that's the issue that we're blind to is that we're so driven by what's placed before us yes. that we don't even step back and be like, Oh man, it is not okay for you to be trying to lose your virginity at fourteen. Yes. Because you don't even under you're that's the peak of your hormonal change. Yes. And it's not okay for yeah. an eighteen-year-old yeah. to be the one. But see, it's it's a regressive pattern. Yeah. It it happened to her, so now she got in the position. Mm. And this is and this and this is just all across the board. This is now where then these things become generational. Yeah. And we don't realize it. Yeah. So we if we can it. get in the position and say, you know what, I made the stand just for who's behind me. Because that's that's what birthed my leap year and that that mindset. What I'm 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 going to go because these ideas and thoughts are present and this ain't just been a spur of the moment stuff. Because I, and like I said earlier, it's not just chasing your own pleasures and being in the moment. It's these are genuine birth ideas that have been present 
and you come across it and be like, you know what, I've thought about that. And then you plan and brainstorm, and then after a while in planning and brainstorm, you say, you know what, forget it, I'm going to just follow the, the, the repertoire. I'm going to follow the, the code that's been given. But then following the code, there's no genuine fulfillment because we know that your passions change, but fulfillment does not change. That, that, ground, that grounds you on if you know you're supposed to be doing what you're doing. So, yeah, when we take the stand, now we set, we pass the poll to the ones behind us. Because yep. the issue or the concern should be, you know what, if I get it right now, now I set it up for the next ones that are behind me. And they won't have to follow the, the pattern that, that doesn't fulfill. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, the, the separation for purpose and fulfillment is that in your purpose, you, you now help somebody else. Yep. It's not you gaining things off for yourself, but it's, it's selflessness. You, you actually now encourage somebody else to, to stand up in what they, what's been birthed in them. And then so on and so forth. So that was the whole, that's the whole viewpoint of the podcast is now I'm serving other people because if they can hear about their purpose and what they're doing, now they might step back and be like, you know what? I can't do this. I shouldn't do that. Now it gives them a chance to really look at what they're doing to serve because podcasts are helpful. I I got on podcasts from replacing bad habits. I used to smoke and drink heavily. Okay. And it's only because life was burdensome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I get it. And the realest thing my mother said to me before she passed, she said, son, the only reason why you smoke and drink is because you're not consulting God on your issues. Mm. You're trying to figure it out yourself. Mm. And when I stepped back and thought about it, I was like, you know what, you are right. And in the, the avid steps of stepping back from smoking, stepping back from drinking, I had to replace that with healthier habits. And so instead of listening to every new mixtape or being the hypies, because I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. I love I, I love talking decades and all that stuff. But to step back from that, from that to recalibrate and reconfigure some things in my thinking, I, I ventured off into podcasts. And I went from listening to CrossFit podcasts to just listening to purpose-driven podcasts, to, mm. to motivational podcasts, and just finding my niche. And once I found my niche, I, then the thought came, you know what, I can actually get on the platform and talk about something insightful that, that might ignite a fire in somebody. Mm. Or might confirm some things with some people. And so that's that's how it started from trying to replace a bad habit with a good habit and now it's just catapulted into other stuff. But um we can take a quick break. Okay. And then we're gonna jump right back into being sure you 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 can give us more insight on what your purpose is, how okay. do you feel like you fulfilled that and all those things. So stay tuned. All right, y'all, we're back from a well-deserved break. Thank y'all for your patience. Uh, this guy has something great to share with y'all, but we're going to dive into your personal purpose mm-hmm. and then how, because I believe, 
And I talked about it on the last episode with Robert. The difference between Martin Luther King and Quano X mm-hmm. is that Martin Luther King understood his purpose. And then his purpose created his drive. So when he stood up, it wasn't to be seen. But in, in being his purpose, being purposeful, he was able to captivate. And so the, the pull away from Martin Luther King's life is that captivation echoed what he believed. And I believe if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing that's been birthed in you, it captivates. And you don't have to formulate a plan or go through a four-year degree plan. So, mm-hmm. And see, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, my purpose, mm-hmm. you know, think free and do not be conformed by societal norms. And it's like, you know... Because societal norms have rules that we don't even know. But see, you know, I think we forget the time where there weren't there weren't any rules. Like rules are in place for certain reasons. Yeah, for but, contingencies. But never be afraid to create your own rules. Yeah. And see, that's I'm a walking model of that. You know, I my purpose in life is seeking purpose mm-hmm. because we don't have all the answers. We will never have all the answers, mm-hmm. and it's okay to. It's okay to be open. Like we just had a thirty-minute conversation about life. Yep. And it was so insightful, and it yep. wasn't n- nothing was scripted. Honestly, I hate that the microphones weren't on because yep. somebody needed to hear that. But that was for you, man. Absolutely. That was for you. Absolutely. That was for me. Yep. You know. And had I not been, you know, because I've gone through these different phases mm-hmm. of my life, right? Now I'm in this receptive phase. Mm-hmm. The old Jadon, the blocked-off guy. Eh, I'm not really trying to hear that. Yeah. You know, because you're giving me references and to other things that yeah, I don't necessarily care for. Yeah, and, it's and like, I'm okay. not in the position I understand. Exactly. So now where I'm at, it's like, okay, this is actually a very good perspective. This is giving me something I can go away and think about. Now. You know, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Be a free thinker. Be willing to sit back and look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I can't let, understand. I, I can, you know, let, let me try something different. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I want to be the walking example of a guy that wasn't afraid to fall down. Yeah. Because I know I can get back up. Period. And if y'all want to joke and talk about my falls, yeah. so be it. Because I'm going to fall again. Yeah. And I might just laugh with you the next time around. Yeah. You know, my purpose in life, I want people, I want my son to look at his father and say. I was say, just about to say. I, I want him to look at his father and say, you know what, my dad, you know, he thought for himself. You know, he sought out the information that he felt that he needed, and he took the time to understand somebody else's perspective. He didn't condemn. Yeah. He didn't frown upon. Yeah. You know, if anything, he may have looked and said, okay, eh, that may not be for me, but yeah. I respect it, and I understand, and I'm going to move forward. But in my journey, I can say, hey, I experienced that to a degree. I know some people that like, are involved yeah. in such, and yeah. this is why. Yeah. Why you guys are sitting here talking about... Um, you know, Muslims, for example. Yeah. You know, I, I have a pocket of friends that um, are so caught up into the news and uh, what you know what, what we're being fed that you know there's this negative connotation yeah. with this particular religion. Yeah. And I know some amazing people. Yeah. From that religion, and it's yeah. like, hey, slow down for a minute. Yeah. Talk to somebody and understand. You know, yeah. don't just take what you're given. Stop yeah. taking what we're given. Yeah. You know, challenge. Yeah. It's okay to challenge because. At the end of the day, everything is built off of humans yeah. who are all prone to error. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of mistakes that were just brushed under the rug. And because nobody knew about them, we don't talk to you all about them. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. Fully tested and approved. Yeah. You know, no type of 
side effect or flaw. Like you just said, with you applying this now, even if it don't catch everybody else, you catch your your seat. Yes. Say, man, I this is how I I I found my stride through that. And if that's not the most important thing as a parent or just a person, then you need to really step back and examine some things. But if it's that, having that arsenal Mm -hmm. is way more helpful. Like, my grandmother's generation, it was go to school. Yep, go to school. My mom's generation, it was find what works for you. You're excellent at music. Stay with that. That's going to make room for you. Mm -hmm. And then, as my mom matured, it was, okay, now let's learn to be discerning and seasonal. This is going to work. This is your seasonal thing. Walk into that and watch it bless you. Okay, now walk into this and watch it bless you. Why? Because now you're following the path that's laid before you. And since you forever follow that path, you'll forever be sustained. Not rich. Because we take blessing think, oh, I'm rich. (laughs) It's being sustained. So... Now, it's like, okay, baby, daddy learned how to be sustained in what was laid before him. And now I'm a living proof of that. Now, sweetheart, this is how you can play it out. This is how you can do it. You still got to do it yourself because daddy can't do it. Yeah. But now I have the arsenal. And that's the whole end point. That's the whole end game. It should be keep developing the arsenal so the next generation have the better tools. Yeah, no, and and, and again, it, it, again, it all comes with understanding and acceptance. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, you know, um, how, how do you raise your child? Because there's two different beliefs within the household. And I look at myself as the prime example. Yeah. You know, I was raised uh, a certain way. Yeah. And it took for me to get older and have experiences and not be afraid to question because see, Growing up, I would be afraid. I would, I would be, I would pray every night, right? I would lay in my bed and I'd pray and I'd say, you know what? I need to get out the bed and I need to get on my knees and pray because I need to do it the right way because I was afraid of offending. Or if I had a, a question about something, I would be afraid to think that you because... You were the rules. Exactly. And it wasn't until, you know, I, I said my first, um, you know, I thought my first bad thing or something and nothing happened. You know, so and it was like, okay. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I won't be struck. You know, and it's like, okay, now I'm able to be more receptive to other things. 15 years ago, you would have never caught me learning about another religion yeah. because I was told that this was the the wrong thing to do. Like yeah. you said in our side conversation, you can talk to Jews, you can talk to Buddhists, and, you know, you can take different principles and apply them in your own life. Yeah. You know, but it takes for you to get to a certain point and be confident in your own level of thinking and processing to be able to do such. That's what I want to leave. I want my son to look at me and say, you know what? My dad did what he felt was good. My dad did what was right for him. Yeah. You know, and with that, I just want him to be a free thinker. You know, do not do not be confined. Do not be sheltered. Do not be boxed in. Do not be afraid. I'm not afraid. I used to be afraid because public opinion and perception was everything for me. Yeah. But I walk on my own. I think that's for everybody. I experienced a situation when I was cutting hair. When I first started, yeah. I presented myself something that I wasn't. Yeah. And when the experience came, when I had to cut hair, I wasn't producing what I said I could produce. Oh, look, I'm in IT and I'm not yeah. supposed to be. And see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and see what I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, so how do I get to where he is? Yeah. Well, I'm going to follow his advice. I'm going to follow his advice. Examples. I'm going to follow everything he's doing, and then I'll get there. 
And what I learned is that I would pretend and hold up as long as I can and then go home and I'll be sucking like, oh, this ain't me, I hate this. But now I gotta suppress it because eventually it'll 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 topple over. Mm-hmm. This is just the building process. That's these are the conversations I'm convincing myself. So to help myself stay where I'm supposed to be because I was told this is what I was supposed to do, but I never went and asked and found out for myself. I'm just here. And now I'm frustrated because I'm here because I'm not understanding why I'm here. Yeah. And so now I gotta drink. I'm drinking to keep myself calm. I'm drinking to 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 get yeah. to not give up because I know I'm supposed to be here and I, I believe the person that told me I'm supposed to be here, but there's no belief in myself. But when the moment changed, like we shared off off microphone, when the moment changed and I had to really say, Okay, I have I have to figure out why. I'm here. I have to figure out what's going on. Have to be able to confirm why I'm doing what I'm doing. When I asked and when I kept seeking, that's when I found the truth. Mm. And it hit me like, like a light bulb moment. It said, you know what? You're here to serve people, to make them feel good about a haircut. You know what I mean? And so when that view, when my worldview changed from that one moment, that's when I said, man, I could cut hair from four in the morning. To seven o'clock at night, and my wife is a witness without eating, not for the money, but it's just now I get to sit and hear people's problems. You now I get to share them, and it does chair. so much. Yo, and I ain't even got to that point, but it's to hear people, man, to say, Oh man, I've been there. Oh, I ain't never been there. Yeah. You know, maybe try this. Now I'm befriending people, now I'm actually getting to know people. And it's not just about the money. It's not about being the, the hottest barber on the north side or in the city. All these other things we chase to solidify why we do what we do. But it's really just to be like, you know what? Lil' Darren told me he got in a fight today. And I know Lil' Darren, he a quiet kid. He stayed to himself. But at the same time, I know how people can be. Now I can tell him, hey, Lil' D, man. People used to pick on me all the time. But what I realized is that it's something wrong with them. They scared of them. And so they see you confident and it's intimidating. Defend yourself, son. Yes. Don't let nobody just whack you upside the head. But at the same time, if you understand that it's just them, man, you can just tell them. Just because you're scared of you don't mean you got to be mad at me. And then saying that to a 13-year-old, he's like, wow, man, my barber. My barber told me people intimidated of me and I'm sure of me. Now I'm gonna continue to be me, and then I can show somebody else. Yep. Now I'm like, you know what? Now when you get back, hey man, how's the situation turn? Oh, it turned out like this, or yeah. oh we did this, oh we did that. It's not about the twelve dollars. It's now that I'm instilling something and cycling somebody else. Gotta love it. You gotta, gotta love it. So yeah, gotta I, love I understand you. Searching the real reason why you do what you do is important. Cause stuff gonna come. Yeah, left and right. I mean, it's life, man. You know, the older the older we get, the mm-hmm. more that we come across, the bigger our families grow, the more goals that we have. Um, you're gonna be challenged. You're yeah. gonna be tested. You know, like this is inevitable. It's going to happen. And it has to. How you how you adapt and how you respond to these things. How do you? Res- yeah, yes. that's it. That yeah. adaptation and response yes. shows. Yes, absolutely. Shows. Absolutely. Shows. Um. And we can bring time many examples of adaption and response equating to showing where you are. But let's keep it moving. Okay. Um, goals. Mm-hmm. What are your goals for Eagles well, and opinions? You know, what are your personal goals? Where, I mean, where what, you want to get in line? 
Well, talk about that. We'll start with egos and opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, my my goal is to continue to expand. Yeah. You know, I want I want I want egos and opinions to be a household name. Yeah. In different cities and different countries. So, yeah. Um, trying to get like the Breakfast Club. I want I I want to be like egos and opinions. Yeah. You know, I want to be like the Breakfast Club is it's dope, but yeah. it's already done. It's done already. You know, and I'm trying to create my own lane. Yeah. You know, I, I hate when people give me the different comparisons yes. of individuals that exist because no, I'm not them. I'm yeah. me. Yeah. You know, we just happen to you I might remind you of such, but you yeah. know, I do mine differently. Yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah. well, you know, you know, I think for twenty nineteen, you know, I wanna collaborate with more podcasts. I wanna do more shows. I wanna do more shows with more podcasters. I wanna bring, you know, just more structure uh within the podcast. Yeah. I want I, I just want I want to do more of my audio. I want to get a studio. Like, yeah. I have all these different Yeah, goals. you were explaining it to me. I was like, bro, I just got a phone <laughs> and a note. Yeah, I'm constantly buying, <laughs> yeah. you know, different equipment. I ain't um, even got to that yet, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and, like, you know, I want to just learn. But I can tell the excitement. I don't have a, a radio background, or yeah. I don't have, like, anything that would give me uh, a small step in that yeah. right direction. I'm constantly on YouTube, and I spend hours at the table yeah. just learning and trying to improve myself. I produce two other podcasts, yeah. you know, really? I want to expand that oh, as wow. well, you know, um, like I, I want to be, you know, within the podcast world, I, I eventually want to start my own network and I want to create a place where podcasters don't have to worry about competing with one another. You know, we can worry about embracing one another and touching each other's audiences because yeah. somebody's going to listen, um, you know, this podcast is going to come out. I'm going to share it, and it's going to touch somebody. Yeah. You know, like, this is the beauty, because now you're exposing yourself to my audience, and I'm yeah. exposing myself to your audience. Somebody's yeah. going to say, you know what, this Weave guy is pretty cool. Yeah. Let me go check out Egos and Opinions yeah. and see what he has to say on his everyday show. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Why can't we plan to work with a different podcast at least once a month? Yeah. Now we're just, we're, everybody's growing at this point. But personally, you know, I'm looking forward to getting married. I'm looking forward to owning a house. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to having more kids. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing my child grow. It's a beautiful thing, man. I'm only a year in, but like the moments me and my wife have, like I enjoy mm-hmm. sitting on the couch the other night. Bought I cooked dinner or brought dinner to the house. And I was like, come on, let's go in the living room. Sit on the couch, me, you and the girls, and we just watch TV. Yep. And then she was like, let's play Smash Bros. Yep. I was like, ah. I get Smash Bros, but I'll play it because yeah. she wants it. But I tell her all the time because I just be looking at it and she's like, "Why are you staring at me?" And I'd be like, "These are the moments I've longed for." Yeah. So you know, just and, just all of that, man. It, just you know, expanding and establishing more with your yeah. family and um, it's just a beautiful thing. Just becoming a better person. You know, I really um, I hope to have a daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want that challenge of raising a woman. Yeah. It's a lot different than raising a boy. It, it requires a lot. I can't even tell you what it requires because I haven't experienced it, but I, I can only go off of what I've heard. But I want that, you know. So, um, you know, those are my goals, man. I want to, you know, make my podcast one of the biggest, uh, one of the most renowned podcasts that Houston has to offer. Yeah. And I want to take that same energy and apply it to my family and be, you know, um, just be what I need to be for my fiance and my son. Yeah. Like, I want to be that superhero that he, that he's probably, that he's going to yell as soon as I walk in the room, I'm Spider-Man, you know. Yeah. Right away, he's Black Panther, and you know yeah. we just have like this more. Like I just want to, like I want to just watch grow and have fun. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Like my goals are just that. Like I yeah. want to just be able to enjoy. You know the beautiful thing about what you said, how you're still in corporate America, but you're still 
adding to your arsenal on what you feel you're supposed to be doing, the process is beautiful. It is. The process like, is beautiful because it's like, yeah, I'm doing this, but what I'm working on back here, man, is is way more exciting. Absolutely. Like even with corporate America, yep. man, you know how, you know that's another goal of mine is to get out. You know, um, so I have, I got my master's in uh, information systems, wow. so that automatically put me into like this IT role, and you know, in school. You're so pressured to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at such a young age. You and know? that's the biggest lie. Yo, it's... it's, it's and know. I learned that from the 60-year-old janitor. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, like, I, I, you know, I'm telling my mom, okay, I'm going to do... I went to school to do law at first, yeah. and then I didn't like that. So at that point, I'm being pressed to learn something else. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do business. And I didn't even know what that entailed. I got a marketing degree and realized I don't like sales or marketing. You know, so yeah. I said, you know what? Let's see, what makes the most money here? Oh, IT, computers. Yep. That's where the world is going. I'm going to get a degree in computers and IT. Got the degree, you know, it's, I mean, school is school. Yeah. You know, like if you can comprehend, if you could uh, stay disciplined, you could pass any, 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 what's the word? Any, yeah, any test. Any test. What Absolutely. You know, so um, I get my degree and I realize that I know nothing about IT. You know, so you, you, you have to have all this experience to get into these roles. And I remember talking to my recruiter. I'm just like, you know what, just just send my resume. So I'm, I'm literally lying to get this job. And I'm at the interview, and he's like, okay, well, before we go, we want you to write out some code. And I'm like, oh, man. So at this point, I see a marker. I kick the marker under the table. I'm like, oh, well, there's no marker in here for me to write with. It's a, uh, it was an yeah, online interview. Yeah. You know, so I'm literally trying to kill as much time until so the manager had came yeah. around and said, you know what? We don't even need that. We'll give you a call back later and we'll let you know. I just thought I blew the job. Yeah. And I ended up getting the job. Oh. So now I get the job and there's so much demand of that. Yeah, you're on this lie. And I'm on this lie and I'm being exposed. And now it's like, okay, well, I got to teach, teach myself. So now, you know, I've become who I am based off of yeah. trying to be something that I was not. Yeah. And it taught me that, you know, if I want to do anything in this world, I can yeah. just teach myself if I'm under the pressure to have to do such. It's no different than writing a paper. You said it. If you discipline yourself, you can get a four-year degree. Yeah, that's it. And what I always tell college kids is, man, figure out what you want to do. Yeah. That comes at your own time. It does. What you want to do, if this is what you want, if you want to go to school, go, you know, because you're going to, life is different in school than it is at home. Yep. And that's needed. Going out is going to teach you what you hold nearest what you hold dear and what you don't hold dear is that weaning off process. And um, I always tell them, I say, man, you know, just generally, I would never be a counselor or an academic advisor. But what can I tell you from my experience, your first two years, your first three years, go ahead and just kind of just, just fill it out. Just knock out your core because yep. the electives, the, the common core assessments are the same across the board for every degree. Yep. And then in that, then you want to jump into, oh, your specialized courses for whatever degree plan you have. But you figure it out and don't let nobody change that for you, nope. you know. And then secondly, you said um, how that you're getting, you're at the point, the crossroad, the, the two, two-way marker. Whether you're going to continue or you, you're going to go this way, even though it's a little bit tougher. But you know it's better this way. Kind of like the Big Crit mixtape that came out a couple years ago, mm-hmm. it's better this way. That's that's everybody's life. And the first thing that popped in my head was the chick, Ava D, who who directed the movie A Rico in Time. Okay. Have you seen that? I haven't. Beautiful movie. It's it's weird, it's left, 
but it makes perfect sense. Okay. And uh, I'm not gonna give you a synopsis. You gotta go watch it. And I'm a wrinkle you, in time. A wrinkle in time. A wrinkle but in time. The author, the 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 director, Ava D. I think it is or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I can't think of her whole name, but she said, and she put it on Twitter. You can find it on Twitter. She said. A Ring on Time was her first movie, but she picked up her first camera when she was 30. Mm. And this is after years of following the written out plan. And because she was a good person and didn't buck the system, she followed that. But she didn't develop her purpose or passion until she picked up that camera and then you said, you know what? I can step back from all of this that I thought I wanted to do, walk right into what's needed for me. She never said it was easy as a cakewalk. No, of course not. It's not. That's the biggest lie that we tell. Yeah. That you that you said we sweep that under the rug. No, it's it's gonna be challenging. But it'll keep you grounded. So yeah, that's 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 uh that's good. Um uh man. That's good to know. I think we can uh get ready to wrap it up because okay. Time has been well spent. Is there anything else you want to let everybody else know? Well, you know, for starters, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come on. Oh, man, I'm glad your schedule was free. <laughs> no, I mean, I really was like, man, I'm going to hit this guy. It, I mean, the, if he hears it, he hears it. If not, you know, it's For cool. podcasting, you know, I, I try to make, you know, time because this is just something that I love to do. Yeah. Um, but to those listening, uh, you can find the Egos and Opinions podcast yeah. on all streaming platforms. I'm going to have uh, it on the, the episodes drop. Every Wednesday, um, and then yeah. bonuses just drop whenever we, you know, feel like we want to drop something. But, um, but yeah, man, that's it. You know, uh, follow us on all social media platforms at Eagles and Opinions. Um, if you want to join the conversation, join the Eagles and Opinions podcast group on Facebook. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Uh, you want to give a shout out to your family? Um, you know, shout out to my fiance, my son. Uh, shout out to Ivy. Shout out to Jamie. Shout out to Karen Rose. Um, shout out to you know the entire E and O family. Uh, without you all, you know none of this is possible at all. So yeah, um, you know that's it. That's it. And that's shout good. out to Soul Feeling for yeah, creating man. this opportunity. Those chicks, man. I'm telling you, I told them I got to bring them back on because yeah. they and they were like, "You're we gonna open your platform?" And I was like, "What a live show!" I have a hard time talking to people at church all yeah. day. So you want to put me on a panel with a bunch of other experienced guys, and then I'm supposed to speak about well, see, I'm the same situation. I walk in there and I'm nervous. I'm a nervous wreck. Man, dog. And it oh, wasn't until we spoke. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, look, man. Makes sense. Because you it. and I were sitting by each other on our phone. I was thumbing through stuff. Going through our with the DJ like, okay, at least the music is tight. Yep, yep, yep. And I was yep, like, yep. man, don't let me get up here and stutter. Yep. If I stutter. If it's I over. That's, that's me. Yeah, if well, I slur a word because... My pronunciation is horrible. If I do that, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nah, I, I was with you. I was same like, thing. Same thing, man. I was like, man, I'm sweating bullets. I don't know if you saw I went to the bathroom like three times. Yeah, see, and I was so I was so focused on my notes and just making sure that I had the right answers and man. knowing when and when not to speak. And I'm seeing that, you know, speaking from here and speaking from there. And I'm like, damn, I'm just a regular podcast. Yeah. Nah, man, because I'm the type of guy, I, uh, I shoot from the hip. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to learn. Never lose the ability to shoot from the hip, but be structured. Absolutely. Absolutely. And find a balance. So I was like, man, I did not sit and think these things through. <laughs> I'm about to get up here before these 50 people who are avid listeners yep. who, who are very, you know, very correct. 
and I'm about to shoot from the hip. And I literally was just, all right, it flows. We're going to say it. Uh, it goes. We're going to say it. So, yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, I was telling Rob, uh, if, the, if, the, if everything pans out the way I believe it would, I, I'm going to do a live show and bring a lot of people back on for the live show. Okay. And I want to get it to the, the point where uh, it's a bigger audience and not just... You know, the general avid people, but, like, I want to be at an event like you yep. and and really, like, have it structured and really be able to give some things. Because when you're able to share where you are to somebody else that's going through what you've already went through, you share that with them. Now it's like, oh, man, he just helped me. And that's, that's the whole purpose of happening. Uh, you know, the platform, the podcast, so... We're on the position to help people, and we can do it on a bigger scale. Why not do it? So, you know, if it pans out that way, I would love to. And like you said, get to the point where we have a podcast or a black market yep. at George R. Brown. Yep, exactly. That's the goal. Going to black market, I'm like, man, I'm to everybody. Yeah. That's like, yeah, man. No, I was amazed as well. Like, I was amazed. And that's the, you know... Outside of school, HBCU events, that's the first black event or just event I went to where it wasn't no issue. Not at all. And I was like, man, everybody in here is in a good mood, the presence, the atmosphere is right. Man, I got to tell everybody I know about this. Yep, no, and I ain't even buy nothing. But just to be there and be like, man, this is I nice. wasn't expect. It was just like, no. I like, didn't expect the energy that. around. Like, now imagine the not knowing not where you're going, right? So yeah. when I first walked in the building... I was exposed to the black market, so I'm like, yo, I'm on a panel for this. this yeah, me crazy. too. Me too. And then, you know, luckily I went upstairs and it was a little bit smaller crowd, so I was a little bit more calm, but I'm like, yo, like this, nah, I was, this I is was, I was nervous because I was like, who wants to listen to what I got to say? Yeah. My wife tell me I talk too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. Nah, it was good, Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, like I said, I'm honored because you've helped me. You might not think it, but you've helped me on the microphone, off the microphone. Yeah. For real, it's been helpful. And uh, I'm going to drop all your stuff in the bio for okay. sure, for sure. Uh, um, Rob was telling me you're going to be on this live show, I think. Or did he tell you about this? I don't think so. I'm not, not Probably getting confused. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's a different conversation. Yeah. But yeah, guys, the episode will be up once I get done uh, editing it. Get some more editing tips. But be on the lookout. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Let me know what you think about the episodes. What you think about the introduction. If it works, if it doesn't work. Because when you let me know, then I I know what to change and know what to keep. But it's all about helping you all. But I appreciate you guys for listening once again. One love.